Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. If you listen to this podcast, you know better than anyone that there are so many daily skincare products that claim to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. But the question is, how do you know which products actually work? You know what I like to see? Good science and some clinical studies that take the guesswork away. Well, Ritual does that. Ritual's Hyacera is a once-daily skin supplement clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. How do I know? Well, I asked the company to see the studies. You know me. I'm usually skeptical of supplements unless I get to see the receipts, and Ritual's Hyacera has them. Ritual works with world-class certification bodies to validate their products, and their clinical study showed that taking the Hyacera supplement led to a 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. I've gotten into the habit of taking it daily, and I've really noticed a difference in my skin texture. Ritual supplements are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Ritual is also a female-founded B Corps, meaning they're holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of the people and our planet. And did I mention how good my skin looks since I've been taking Hyacera? I think I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Welcome to Fat Mascara. We're back both together again at last. Feels like it's been like a month. Has it? It's only been no, two episodes. It's been two episodes. It's been, I think it's been one episode, but um, I don't was, know. Who's counting? Long. And, it, and it's Fat Mascara in case you're not sure what you no, clicked on. No. Oh, you did? I did. We're out of practice, guys. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot to catch ourselves up on. Uh, first up. My week as an influencer. That's right. I went on one of those trips. It, I was writing a you story. You look different. I, well, you I look have, really different. 
you know, I know my light now. <laughs> um, no, I got to go on an influencer trip with Ula Henriksen. I'm writing another story about him, but like okay. I tagged along sort of. And wow, it was fascinating. So Did we'll you talk. pick up some tricks? Okay, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. talk. Okay. And then the demise of Desiem. Oh, gosh. But then it's back. Okay. What Whoa. news? <laughs> what a roller coaster that company and its founder have been. So we're just going to talk about that. And last fake reviews or just reviews in general reviews online what can you trust there's so much scandal i love this it it's a juicy episode but so thank goodness we've got a calming force a grounding force yes in this episode we have the fabulous the gorgeous the talented jawara he's an amazing hairstylist i'm so excited for you guys to meet him um i've been trying to get him on the show for a little while and he's finally here so Let's enjoy do it Jen, I'm so glad you're back. I was really happy to see you this morning in the office. My smiling, it's fine. My smiling face is your. Yeah, no, please, I'm not like that. Okay, okay. Um, I'm glad you're back. Glad you're back safely. Um, I know there's a lot of like you know travel like craziness. I know Mm -hmm. you had a long flight. Um, The world's longest flight, actually. Which it made news while I was away. That it was a 19-hour flight from Singapore to New York. Did really? you not know this? No. I kept saying to people like, "I was on the world's longest flight," and everybody was like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, not being hyperbolic. It truly is the world's record-setting longest flight. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's actually really good, like cocktail party fodder. It is. I was moisturizing like a crazy person. Don't worry. That's actually really good for Ula Henriksen that you were you survived beauty-wise their longest flight. You had all the products and everything. Yeah. Anyway, but let's get to the real meat and potatoes of this. Mm-hmm. I saw the folks that you were on this trip on, and mm-hmm. I was thinking, what's Jen doing? <laughs> Why is she with those No, because you were on, and we were Me on. Me my 10,000 followers? No, it was <laughs> With like Desi Perkins, 3.7 million? Desi Perkins. There was another one that was like. Oh, okay. So here's who was on the trip. Yeah, Desi t- Perkins, Styled by Hush, um, Chloe Morello. Yeah, that's the other one. Makeup by Shayla. Yeah, yeah, I've heard Claire, of her. Claire, and Linda Hallberg. I think that was everyone. Um, she's a Swedish makeup artist. So it's funny because I said to the girl next to me at work, I was like, oh, I was with Desi Perkins. So she went on Desi's thing and there was a picture of those girls at the resort. And she's like, are you in this photo? And I was like, "Uh, no. Did you bring like the right swimwear? No, because they're all color coordinated. It was so funny. They all had like on white bathing suits and looked amazing. There was like a group activity to go on a tour. So only me and like Linda and Claire went and the other four were like, oh, we don't feel like going. While we were gone, like, photo shoots were happening. Like, you know how they yes. all have these. So so just so you guys know how this all works, right? Like, yeah. do people? I no, they people don't. Know. No, pull back the curtain. That's why, we, that's why we're here. Pull back the curtain. Like, what happened? Well, a lot of these brands, they want to get let influencers get to know their products better. Sure. So what better way than to take them on a trip? They or, usually just send me a bag. Right, but it's different. They take these pictures. Like, Tarte takes Patrick Starr to Hawaii, and he makes this amazing video. This one, in particular, had resonance because Ola Henriksen, um, he's a facialist, if you guys don't know. He makes amazing amazing products that are um, at Sephora, and they're really good. But... um, and that's not just because I got a trip to Indonesia. They actually are. <laughs> but they do this thing called Glow Camp because he's all about like inner outer beauty. So they like to take away, maybe sometimes it's media, sometimes it's makeup artists that use their products as prep. This, I think, might have been their first time they took influencers. And you go with Ula and he immerses you in his world. And like you do hiking. We had spiritual healer one day. And then we got a facial. Mm-hmm. We learned about the products. But really you're supposed to just like, it's like 
it's like camp for a week, not a week, but okay. like shorter yeah. than that. Um, but you know, they're going cause they're hoping they're, well, they know that they'll post and tag the, the line because they're there. But I thought it was going to be more like, you know, they have to, I, I don't, I, the photos, I know they look like photo shoot photos, but for some reason I just thought they were still like selfies you know, like I just mm-hmm. figured it would be like, oh, they'll, they'll click a few photos of themselves. It's an operation. Yeah. So it, one, it's, it's like produced. Yeah. And that's why the stuff looks so good. I love to follow along, too, just because, you know, you get like a new photo shoot every day. And a lot of them are so amazing. Makeup. Desi's like an amazing makeup artist. Linda, like Shayla, they're, they do their makeup. They do it different. They take photos. But the coolest part, this is my favorite part. You ready? Yeah. So um, we were at this resort where like you couldn't see the other rooms, but like it was the same air. I don't know how to explain this. I'll just say it. So we got up early and like a drone is flying around. And I was like, did one of them bring a drone? And it was like kind of weird. Cause it's like that buzzing sound and whatever. Yeah. So we're on the bus to go visit this temple that everybody went to. They loved it. It was the most beautiful. It's the biggest Buddhist, Buddhist temple in the world. Are you allowed to take selfies and pictures there? Yes, actually it's not a working temple. It's okay. like a monument. Okay. And, um, and it's very respect. It, we were all like very respectful. But so I went on the bus and I just like, it's like one of those little luxury mini buses. And I just like said out to the crowd, I was like, so who has a a drone that was like flying a drone and makeup by Shayla's boyfriend? I think his name's Les. He turns to me, he goes, you're the only person without a drone. (gasps) (laughs) And they were serious. Whoa. So they all bring not only their, um, you know, their significant other who often takes pictures or manages them. Some of them have two people with them because one's the content person and one's like part of the story so it's a business they're a business they work hard like i'm i keep looking at their accounts they were doing lots of photo shoots while they were there because i can still recognize some of the backdrops from the resort that we were at um and then at night we'd have like these dinners and we'd hang out with ula and they like would use ula's products beforehand and then like do like a natural makeup look or they looked amazing no i saw i mean uh, i was looking at the chloe and and they're just they do look like um cartoon characters almost in life because a lot of them have larger features. I just think, like, you know how actors always have big heads? Yeah. When you see them in person? Yeah, yeah. All of them had, like, their lips were big, their eyes were big. I think some of them had their lips done, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It was really cool. Oh, I do. I actually, well, I won't talk about it now, but I was just talking to somebody, a Durham, about, like, how, I mean, this may seem obvious to you, but I just want to reinforce, she was telling me about how so many people are coming into her office wanting their lips done and they're showing pictures of the influencers. Yeah, because it's not the them. Kylie Jenner. It's like no, they the don't influencers. Just want they want those full they, lips. Yeah. And it's they a, it's a look. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, I mean I'm not gonna comment on the look. It's just it's the influencers like now this well, that's why it's they're called face. influencers. But it's like, but they made up this face. They all sort of had the same look. They all had like a microbladed brow, almost very sharp edges where mm-hmm. I have a more like feathered edge on my brow. It was so it's funny. It's a more that, natural look, yeah. Yeah, because like bro- brows don't grow in a perfect line on the edge, you know? I think, yeah. It's, also- it's very, it plays very well on camera. In person, it can look a little uh, anime, like an anime character. Yeah. But the funniest part was like one morning, I think it was the third morning and they didn't really know me or get to know me that well. Like we were there to do a different kind of story, but Eric came along with me and one morning she like walks, I forget what, who what was. She walked up to me and she's like, oh, do you work with Ula? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm also an influencer. So mm-hmm. I said I was the beauty director at Mary Claire mm-hmm. and um, I think it was the guy that was with Linda. He's like, oh, you're like the OG influencer. And I was like, that's right, I am. Oh, wow. It was funny, but. That's really interesting. Yeah, because a- they respect the magazines. They love them. They read them still. It's just a different type of business. Yeah. It was cool. I don't know. It was really fun. 
I'd be curious to know um, what influencers you guys follow or what you're, I mean, to say an open-ended question, like, what do you think of influencers is not really what I want to get no, at, because I'm curious. These, and yeah. these women all had a very different POV. Like, hey, Claire does these like moody videos in her apartment. Mm-hmm. And it's more like a visual diary. And she had a lot of cameras. She does her own camera stuff. And I'd she was, like, like to check her out. She was snapping um, like photos of the kids in Indonesia when we went out and like yeah. we're visiting places. It's just like a different vibe. Whereas like makeup by Shayla was doing like, thing, you know. Yeah. I'm, Same um, as like a Cosmo tuned. is different than a Mary yeah. Claire or whatever. Uh, stay tuned. I'm going to ask. I'm going to find out which influencers you guys like because I really, you know, yeah. I, there, are, there are very few who I enjoy. Well, fan group, fan group, also fan group blowing up, really loving the activity. Yeah, go on our website and you can click through. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're back. Thanks. Um, did you learn anything from the influencers? So much. That should be like a whole other thing, like about... More about business of what they do okay. than like makeup tips so per se. We'll save that for another thing. Yeah, yeah. But um very interesting, very cool. Happy your home. Yay. Desiem. Well, um when we had our most recent fat mascara called it a salon. Mm-hmm. Our gra- our gathering. Our listener AS, party. Listener party at um St. Ives. Uh, Jen and I were chatting with uh, a bunch of folks who attended and we were asking like, what are some of your dream guests? And the guest that came up constantly was Brandon Truax of Desiem because he's so uh, vocal and he is kind of a wild card. Well, I'm, I'm not so confident, even though we were trying to get him, <laughs> not so confident Brandon is going to be able, um, able to come on the show. Though I would love, still love him if he's open. If you're listening, Brandon, um, here's the, he, he here's bounced. The news. Or he, yeah. yeah, he he was evicted from his company. Um, a lot of you guys have been following the story. He posted some like bananas rant on his Instagram. The most uh, recent the, one or the one from like in the spring? No, the, uh, uh, there was a, there were a lot of bananas yeah. rants and I'm not going to go through all of them, but the one like a week ago, the one from a week ago. And uh, just to give you history, Jen, you mentioned the one from the spring, but he's always been like, I'm transparent. Radical I'm a- transparency. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm authentic. You know, taking, he took some shots at Drunk Elephant. He started a whole kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the kerfuffle is like the word of the day today. <laughs> you said it in the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, you know, he started some beef with Tiffany from Drunk Elephant. Then he apologized. It was this like, he donated some money to like an elephant charity to like make amends. He's really like, I want to say, like, at time, at times, like, I think, like, beautifully honest and other times, like, very unhinged and very easy to dismiss. I, mean, I think there's signs of some mental illness there, too. Some people have said that. Yeah, um, like, there's a manicness to about yeah, it. Yeah, Some of his posting. Definitely. So he said he had shuttered the company. He, yeah, he said he wanted to shutter the company. He was going to shutter the company, like, Effective you know, immediately. Effective immediately. Some of the stores, the stores were closed. Right. And he also had accused, this is where, like, it really, a lot of people can easily say mental illness or something and again not accusing him of having mental illness here but you know this people this piece some people are saying um he said that people at desiam were involved with crime financial right. crimes right. and i think pricewaterhousecooper um needs to be like is now involved or something yeah and also at that point his uh part partner mm-hmm. estee lauder has a I, be, I believe like a silent not a silent partnership but they've told a minority stake in the they company 28 percent, which actually is quite hefty yeah. for an investment so they went to the canadian courts and said we need an injunction to yes. remove him from his position exactly because they said that they were making um them look bad you know like and that it was just very right, like their dangerous. investment is being mm-hmm. is diminishing because of his rantings exactly and i guess the court agreed so homeboy's out yeah 
new person in charge. Stores are up and running. Which is great. Um, but I, you know, A, like, as a bystander, like, you know, it's kind of been, like, really interesting to watch. Um, it's a bit sad. But I think, like... We're going to be, I don't think every single person that runs a small, like, cool company is like, oh, when are they going to, like, you know, (laughs) when's, like, the battery pack going to, like, you know, when are they going (laughs) to short circuit? But I think people want these, like, really, like, renegade, like, you know, leaders. I think of, um, like, Sophia Amoroso with Girlboss. You know, like, she had. But that didn't work out. I, I don't know what her relationship is. Or the is. American Apparel guy. That didn't oh, work um, out. Is that not Dove Charney? Is it Dove? Something like that, yeah. Why am, why am I, I... I think that's it. Um, I'm not saying, you know, that they've done anything even on the scope of this, but you when you have someone with such a strong point of view, someone who is, like, left of center and speaks from their heart in a way that, like, this guy was not corporate. Like, No, it resonates with yeah. people. Can I read a yeah. quote from this woman oh, please, that I totally please. disagree with? It was in Women's Wear Daily. Uh, she's the founder of Skates Creative. And she was saying, the company's going to b- bounce back. It's fine. Here's why. Mm-hmm. If you take yourself out of the industry drama, the consumers are young people that just want their product and they want it cheap. They don't, they're not going to care. As long as the product stays at the level it is and the price point and the innovation, they're still going to buy into the brand. I kind of disagree. I think I agree that those sales will be fine, but I think she's minimizing the importance to a lot of young people now of having a person behind a brand, a founder who is showing them that he's pulling back the curtain. I think that was a big reason people got into Decium. Maybe they, they got liked hooked him? on their $9 retinoid and now they want to stay around, but I think they liked the the prospect of of buying from a company that was being really honest with them, you know? Well, he, you know, you I did disagree? kind of eye-rolled when he was, when he calls himself, like, he didn't call himself, like, a CEO. He called himself, like, a worker. Like, Yeah, but it brings an energy and a different type of, like, I don't know. I, I see it two ways, and, I, and I'm not going to commit to either right now because I'm not really sure how I feel, but, like, one, yeah, I think I agree with you that they like that ethos. Just, like, if somebody wanted to go work for Girlboss, with, with Nasty Gal, um, sorry, I, Sophia is still with Girlboss. I need to correct the record. She was, you know, Nasty Gal forever. Um, I think the thing with that is, like, yeah, if he's not... Like, if, if that ethos, if that Decium, if that brand and Trucks ethos isn't there, yeah, people might not be as attracted to the brand. But I also think of something that John Dempsey said a couple of weeks ago, which he said, like, in the the game of, like, retail, like, lowest price oh, wins. Yeah. And I think about, you know, when I just talk to people and, like, read on the Facebook group or in right. the DMs, like, oh, I want my vitamin C, my retinol for, like, nine bucks. And it's like, do you even know if it's good? I, the, I but, don't. You know what I mean? Like, But I've looked at the, and I've tried those products, too, and they're they're active and they work. So I get I get what that woman's saying. Like if it's cheap and it works, they're gonna keep buying it even if the brand founder is But there. I don't I don't even know if they've actually even tried other options. I think they're just kind of like, I want that. You know because what I mean? Because it's a good it's a good price point. Yeah. But I think they wouldn't have started buying it if not for the crazy way he started the company yeah. and all the PR that they've gotten out True. of this. So we'll see what happens. They like his kind of like anti-establishment thing. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll be watching like, hmm, are they going to water down the percentage of active ingredients now that he's gone? You know. Or is that is it going to just kind of become establishment? Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Like is a no-frills be- boring brand or might yeah. it become part of like a larger conglomerate and just turn boring? Totally. Yeah. So I guess we, we can't answer it here. But but we'll keep trying to get Brandon on. We'll, you know what? We should put in an ask at least. You never know. And I hope he's well. If he's not, yeah. if he's not well mentally, then I hope he gets help. That's so important. Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens.
suggest, did you see, there was all this news around a Reddit thread in which a former Sunday Riley employee posted an internal email telling, and Sunday Riley is a, you know, a natural skincare brand, high mm-hmm. end, telling employees or asking employees to please post positive reviews on Sephora's website because the product had launched. It was like an acne product. Mm. And it was fairly detailed uh, as to how to do that to make it look authentic and whatever. It's not like they were getting paid to do it or anything. Um, and she sort of like, she or he wanted to call them out and be like, this is the company that I used to work for. Right, right. And people were not happy. God. Oh, there's a long side. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised that companies would encourage their employees to, you know, they're not to do. I'm, I'm just not surprised. I'm right. not surprised. I feel like when I have I a story on digital, I tell them, I'm like, click on it. So I get good traffic. But yeah, it's kind of like vote for us in the blah, blah awards. You know what I mean? But I, but it, it doesn't seem ethical. At Here's all. why not, in my opinion, because this isn't like a vote and anyone can do it. This is it's called a customer review. Yeah. So like, by nature, if you're entering into that transaction of being a customer, you're lying if you're not a customer. You work for the company. Yeah. You 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 have a financial incentive, like yeah. a, like keeping the lights on and like food, you know, in your house and like food on your table to like want to for it to do well. So it's like, yeah, it's a little, little shady. But they did have a response, and right? Yeah, did so you, do you want me to read their response? Well, uh, maybe just like summarize, but uh, yeah, okay. what, what was kind their... Of long. Because really, what are you going to say to that? It was pretty clear that they had done it. Yeah, so they were like basically like guilty as charged, and it said, you know, at one point, they did encourage people to post positive reviews um, consistent with their experiences. So they're saying like, you know... Right, like don't lie. If you hate the product, don't yeah. write about it, but... Um, there are a lot of reasons for doing that, including the fact that competitors will often pr- post negative reviews of products to swing opinions. So they're kind of saying like, you know, we, we just had to fight back. Like, you yeah, know, I we're saw, just protecting ourselves. That was the point that got me. I was like, that doesn't matter. You can't just sink to their level. I don't, yeah, I don't really like that. Um, and they said that it, we have hundreds of thousands of reviews across platforms across the globe and it's impossible for them to have posted even a fraction of these reviews and the products, the product stands for themselves, which is funny. Cause when I was talking about this, a lot of people, they're like, why would Sunday Riley do that? Their products are great. Meaning like they don't need to. Um, but I think we've gotten into this game of like, that is a part of marketing. Now it's not just buy an ad, talk to an influencer, blah, blah, blah. The customer reviews really matter. And we even see it in amazon.com. Like, you know, companies sending free products to these people who literally have made a job of just writing up Amazon reviews. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not, it's a, I feel like if you, if Sunday Riley, what they could say is like, if you love our product, like please post a review. Like, you know, yeah. but that's it. Like that's like, and I think they should have said, we will never do that again. That is not our company way. And it's not, you know, it might've said that, but like, it just, oh, I felt, I was just like, it rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Or like this manager has been fired. Like who, yeah. <laughs> who told people to do that? And like the whole, I only did it cause they did it is not yeah, cool with me. Yeah. So I want to dig into more if I can see like, if there's other companies I know about that do this. And if so, oh, someone blamed the retailers too. Cause they were saying like Sephora and Ulta and Amazon, they encourage the brands that they sell to pump up the reviews. Cause that helps them with wow. sales. So was it Carolyn Hurons? I think said it maybe. Did she? Yes. I'm pretty sure. And she said like, oh, because she works with Sunday Riley. Like she had done some sort of influencer mm-hmm. campaign with them a while back. She's never posted reviews in yeah. there. Wait, and she was saying it's not their fault; it's the retailers pushing them. But then again, that's the same excuse, which no, you, is like just passing be, the buck. Like you have blame. to act 
ethically. And I'm yeah. not saying that like I, you know, I'm the perfect person and like I'm the same, you must act ethically. But this to me seems very clear that like that's shady. Yeah. So I, I don't love that. So I, I, you know, I like looking at reviews for things, but like, I Let's all have a grain, a grain of salt. Exactly. Yeah. Grain of salt, baby. Grain of yeah, salt. You know what I actually look at instead of the rating? I look at the number of reviews. So oh. like I'm thinking like if 3,000 people take the time to review it, like it must be a popular good product. Okay. Even if it's not like a, you know, it, yeah. pe- people review too if they really hate something, but usually it's like they're making an effort. So if yeah. it only has like four reviews, no one's going to mind. <laughs> so. Okay. Good advice. On that note, why don't you go to iTunes and review our podcast? <laughs> but, but Five stars, please. But you have no financial relationship with us, so you can't blame us. And I will admit, I think one of our first reviews was I reviewed it myself with like a fake name. Oh my God, I put it out there. I'm sorry. I said, this is great. No, you, you didn't. Oh, wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. It wasn't you. It was I my know. boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think he used a very fake name anyway. You're right. We didn't do no, it for I, ourselves. I've, n- I've never voted for us. Not voted, but like put a review in five stars. No, and honestly, I've just like told people if you like it like and you, and you enjoy it. Which is what Sunday Riley should have done. Yeah. Like if you dig it, please vote for us. If you don't, all right. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping it real. Radical transparency on Fat Mascara. Yeah. Eat that, Jessia. <laughs> If you listen to this podcast, you know better than anyone that there are so many daily skincare products that claim to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. But the question is, how do you know which products actually work? You know what I like to see? Good science and some clinical studies that take the guesswork away. Well, Ritual does that. Ritual's Hyacera is a once-daily skin supplement clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. How do I know? Well, I asked the company to see the studies. You know me. I'm usually skeptical of supplements unless I get to see the receipts and Ritual's Hyacera has them. Ritual works with world-class certification bodies to validate their products. And their clinical study showed that taking the Hyacera supplement led to a 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. I've gotten into the habit of taking it daily and I've really noticed a difference in my skin texture. Ritual supplements are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Ritual is also a female-founded B Corp meaning they're holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of the people and our planet. And did I mention how good my skin looks since I've been taking Hyacera? I think I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Okay, keeping up with travel plans and a wellness routine, I don't think I'd be able to do it without Aloe Moves. This summer, I'm going to visit my stepson in Germany. I'm staying with some friends up the mountains, doing some camping. The only way exercise and wellness is going to happen is in the Aloe Moves app. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. There's yoga, Pilates, strength workouts, meditation, sound bath, nutrition, beauty stuff like facial massage, I love it. It's really easy to see why Aloe Moves is an award-winning app. Whether you want to start a guided program, try a new style of workout, or just stay on track with your wellness goals while on the go, Aloe Moves has it all. Let's say, I don't know, you've been camping, you slept on the ground, it was cold, you're achy. Okay, it's me. 
Anyway, when I wake up, I go right onto the Allo Moves app on my phone and I do one of the morning sculpt and stretch videos with Tawny Janae. They're so good. They're only like 20 minutes each and they get out the muscle kinks and they help you do a little like muscle toning too, if that's your thing. Stay on top of your wellness routine no matter where you go. Sign up for Allo Moves today. Join allomoves.com and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial. It's totally free. You have to do it. Plus, enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20, all caps, for a 30-day free trial and 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves, A-L-O moves.com, and the code is MASCARA20. I am always willing to try a new beauty product. Honestly, it's part of my job. I'm a beauty editor. But hair is a bit different. Once I find something that's working, I'm going to stick with it. I've interviewed enough dermatologists and hairstylists to know that habit and consistency is how you improve your hair and scalp health. Vegamore makes it easy. With Vegamore, my hair is visibly thicker, shinier, longer, all that good stuff without harsh ingredients. Every cute pink bottle of Vegamore products is 100% cruelty-free and they're never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals. Let me tell you about the Grow Hair Serum. Probably the product I'm most consistent with because I have a subscription. I've been using it almost a year and you know where I think it makes the biggest difference is probably the hair around my temples. It just looks fuller when I pull it back in a ponytail. You know what I'm talking about, right along the hairline. Anyway, if you are new to the brand, you might want to check out Vegamore's value kits like the Grow Essentials Kit, where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. And when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products that you need to take care of your hair. As I said, the key is consistency and Vegamore makes it easy. Honestly, it's no surprise to me that Vegamore sells one bottle of the Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. Give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, Fat Mascara listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash fatmascara and using the code fatmascara at checkout. That's vegamore, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R, vegamore.com slash fatmascara, code fatmascara to save 20% on your first order. Again, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash fatmascara, code is fatmascara. Do you go by, I just call you Gerard by your first name. Do you like to use your last name when you I like stopped introduce? using my last name okay. um, as far as like credits are concerned because okay. everyone kept butchering okay. it. Tell us how it's said. Chope? M- my name is Jawara Wap. That is. Yeah, I didn't see that yeah. coming. <laughs> it's the lang- my whole life, what I've language been has that, that uh, like origin in? Well, the last name is Scottish and okay. the first name is a West African name. That, that I knew. Yeah. Jawara, I've heard. Yeah. But it's spelled like this. Wop. Yeah, and all those letters Freaking are silent. Scots. <laughs> wait, so wait, like, what the hell are they doing over ask there? Ask me how I got a Scottish last. I don't know. Like, <laughs> wait, not just a Scottish last. It wasn't like McPatrick or whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. No. But McKinley. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Wait, so this is like the phonetic spelling would just be W O P. Yeah, basically W W A U P, like wop. 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 Yeah. Okay. Wop. Which I don't know why we just wouldn't do that from the start. Okay. I hope we've been recording because I want to use that. Okay, yeah. Okay, so um, anyway, we're here with Juara 
Jawara, but you can just call him Jawara. Jawara. The man known as Jawara. Yes. He is one of the most sought after editorial hairstylists working right now. Jawara, you've done campaigns for Chanel, Calvin Klein, and Off-White. And yes. you've also been working with Cardi B. And your longtime collaborator is Solange. Yeah. I mean, the work you do with her is just absolutely gorgeous. And you, you, of course, yes. And you've been recently named one of the Business of Fashion 500. Bam. Yes. You could have been in Very Business excited about that. of Fashion yeah, 50. <laughs> Truly. I mean, th- there were a lot of folks, but I mean, they were all really like top tier. Yeah, top. Welcome so to Fat Mascara. It. Yes, welcome. Thank you guys for having me. And thanks for making it because I know that you're not feeling 100% right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll be kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met you at Teen Vogue about like yes. a year, year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago. And think, yeah. I was really taken. I remember our meeting, and it, I don't want to sound like Lottie Dar, but we meet a lot of hairstylists, a lot yeah. of makeup artists all the time. But I was so, it made such an impression on me because I was so taken with your approach to hair and your story. It felt so personal. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to tell your story because you're here. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but it was, it felt very much informed by like your family and where yeah. you grew up. Can you kind of like take it from here and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I think my journey, well, I think my journey with hair started as a child. I, um, instead of like playing uh, football, or basketball, like <laughs> all the other kids, I was obsessed with going to my aunt's salon <laughs> and just sitting there watching her for hours and then watching her turn into, okay, sweep this hair and then sweep this hair and turn into, you want to learn how to roll a set? And then that turned into, would, would you like to wash hair? That started <laughs> when I was six years old. Where was her salon? It was in Kingston, Jamaica. Okay. And this is at the height of the, um, the cultural reggae movement of like the dance hall era. So this is like oh cool. Oh, well, you're and speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> Sister and, Nancy, um, there was she a client? That's my aunt. Didn't I freaking tell you? <laughs> she said, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, okay, my mom. Is so my weird. mom is a reggae singer. My aunt is a reggae singer. Are I have another you kidding? Okay, I literally wait, have chills wait, right now, and wait, I need to leave wait, the room. Okay, wait, Jawara. We got to tell you. We got to tell you because uh-huh. I told Jen last night or this morning or something. I said, Jawara. I said he came when I, when I met him. I said he was wearing. T- Take deep breath, Jen. He was wearing this T-shirt with this reggae singer, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And you're like, "That's my mom." Yeah. And I was like, "What? <laughs> what did what? I say to you?" And you said, "Maybe that's like Nancy." And I was like, "I said sister Nancy." Said sister I was Nancy. Like, watch it, watch it, be like kidding yeah. around. And I, <laughs> and I did an eye roll, and I was like, oh, "I think there are more reggae singers than like." I just named sister my Nancy. favorite, favorite, yeah. favorite. I was thinking like everybody's <laughs> favorite, favorite. Like, like just because he's from Jamaica or lived, lived in Jamaica doesn't mean like he has. Happens to know you said your he favorite. Was a wreck, so I guess my favorite. I know, but I like. I mean, <gasps> that's so weird. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Mind blown. That's so good. That's so mind blown. Jabbar with all the hookups. Uh-huh. This world with the music in. Yeah. Okay. Just kidding. We don't have the rights to your. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is so cool. Um, okay. Keep going. This, uh, this was in the nineties. Uh-huh. Same my age. Um, and then. Unbeknownst to me, this is like the big era of like dance hall, and my aunt was an avid like dance hall goer. She would go out all the time, and all of her clients in the salon were like <laughs> dance hall queen esque like yeah. women. So your like salon was like, like so it totally was like elaborate like to colored hair and like people dancing all day and coming in and out. And in that culture, in the dance hall, you get your hair done basically. Sometimes twice a week. You can't go to the club with the same look the no, next week. You, you can't. <laughs> Jen, I didn't you hear you're such like a reggae like insider. <laughs> reggae, <laughs> but dance hall. Like literally, I mean, you would have to have a different. If there's a party on a Friday and a party on a Saturday, you probably wore different hair. 
That's so cool. Like Good a business, whole then. different, yeah. So it was always packed, always. So um, that was my first introduction to here. And I, um, then I moved back to New York. I was born in New York, mm-hmm. raised in Jamaica. And I moved back to New York. And when I was 17, no, when I was 13, I started like doing my sister's hair every day. Both of them, mm-hmm. back and forth, like every single day, a different hairstyle every day. Did they demand it, or were you like, no, let me do I, your hair? I forced it on them. <laughs> 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 I would see videos. I would see like music videos on like MTV and VH1, and I would just be like, I want to try this. What like what's a look that you wanted to try out? Everything that Christina Aguilera did, oh. everything that Little Kim did, everything oh. that Missy she Elliott Kim did. To the concert I went to, Christina. Yeah, Aguilera. I yeah. saw that on Instagram. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> no amazing. purple wave, so we were. It was yeah. new Kim. <laughs> yeah, new Kim. New Kim. It was like another grown person. Kim. Grown, grown Kim. Kim. <laughs> Go on. So those were great looks. So um, yeah. So basically, we would watch videos all the time. Whatever like Aaliyah was doing, or whatever Britney was doing, or whoever at the time that I just would watch a video, I would be like, I'm gonna try this, and then I would like learn, try extensions on my sisters, and like they were over it, but they always went to school <laughs> looking great. Mm-hmm. They should so thank you. One day, my um, my sister was walking to walk in front of a salon and she basically um the salon owner came out and said who did your hair and she said my brother and she didn't believe her and I went there the next day so how I was old like, are you at this point 16 <laughs> where were so, you when i was 16 <laughs> my hair was like wrecked <laughs> so i'm like apprenticing in the salon under this woman and it was kind of like very very um that's when i knew okay this is what i want to do mm. so then i spent a summer in florida because my cousins own a chain of salon okay I never realized how much like hair is in like my family. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> my cousins owned a chain of salon in Florida, so I went down there to like learn how to properly do hair. Which with... how was your technique? Were they like you've been doing this wrong because you were like self? No, no, my technique was fine, but I'm but it's also like uh, sterilization of things. Like like, like, like yeah, this, like yeah. all the all the technical stuff of like cleaning a certain type of way, you know, as opposed to like when I was younger, just like pop it on. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you, you have know. to go to ha- like hair school to learn this I stuff, did. or did you have to? Like, I did, a course but I did the salon uh, apprenticeship. First in New York, and then mm-hmm. one in Florida with my cousins. Got and it. then when I came back, um, graduated from high school, and I had a moment when I said, I don't want to do hair because it's not sophisticated enough. Which, what? Yeah. I was Wait, like, I'm confused. What? I came back. <laughs> when I graduated from high school, I applied to go to school to FIT. Okay. So I went to FIT trying to oh, get Oh, you were going to like, oh, I'm going to do the corporate yeah, thing. Yeah, oh, I'm like gonna a businessman. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do the corporate thing because, you know, like, I just don't like I don't know what I was going through. It was so, st- now that I think about it, it was such a stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you think, like, I want to be, like, in fashion, but I don't want to be doing the hair. I, but I'm going to be, like, still kind of yeah. in beauty fashion. Yeah. So I went So I went to FIT, and I got a bachelor's in international fashion merchandising. Okay. Spent four years in FIT. Oh, God, that's a lot of time. And money. <sighs> yeah. Actually, four and a half. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I was working in a salon the whole time, paying for FIT, working oh, in a salon. Okay. Oh, God. And then I left FIT and decided I didn't, want to work in fa- I didn't want to work in corporate fashion after I graduated. Do you think that stuff helped you at all in your career Absolutely. Now? Absolutely. Okay. I've learned a lot business-wise, like how to handle certain things, especially we did a lot of like market, market and like, uh, forecasting and all that stuff, and I, I still use some of that stuff. Oh yeah, that would be really in what I do like, now. Yeah. So that's why my approach to to how I do how I approach the seasons and the hair is a bit more like I guess I use that and then I mix. That's the, interesting. So then I went to hair school. I went to Aveda, okay. cosmetology school, and when I graduated from down Aveda, right around here on how yeah, oh, right nice. over here. Oh, and shout then, out <laughs> Aveda Barrack Street. Aveda, Aveda, the um. 
And then after that, I uh, was working in a salon, really good, successful salon. And I, one day I said, I want to start working session work, meaning like I watched Guido, I watched Sam McKnight. And so I just like emailed their agents crazy. Like I got, an, I got a line to uh, contact to the agencies and I just started emailing, 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 emailing. Never got an answer. Mm-hmm. And then one day, uh, Guido's agent hit me back and said, okay, are you, ama- are you available for the Marc Jacobs show oh, next week? What? And I was like, <gasps> so I went backstage. But you had a full career going at this point already in the salon. Yeah, yeah. and I left that. To go to be go- the assistant? Very humbling I was experience. just going to say, you went from it like It was a basically. very humbling experience. And it's like, I'm packing bags. I'm like, and on that team, there's like tiers of people. So I'm like new to the team. So I'm like the on the bottom. Junior, <laughs> like the assistant's assistant. The assistant's <laughs> assistant's assistant. Basically. Did you want to like, be like, you guys, I have like 400 clients at my salon and I No, because I think, I think when you want to go into that, you have to go in very humble. And it's like, I just, I just think it, everybody's basically like, oh yeah, we're all hairstylists. What, what? what makes you so special mm. until I start doing hair and you see, yeah, I can do all types <laughs> of hair. And then, <laughs> and then that's what makes me special. Um, and then I worked on that team for a while, did really good with that team. And then I... This is the Guido team? The Guido team. Team Guido. I, I worked with Luigi's team for a little while. And Luigi... Luigi Moreno. Am- yeah, he's amazing. And then I worked with Sam McKnight's team and that's oh, when the I... good one. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean, I'm one of them now, but... <laughs> How did you... I mean... I'm sure people listening who are, you know, hairstylists, they might be like, okay, you just you just call them and just say, I want to join your team? Like, no, 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 no. I First of all, it took me a long time to get on Guido's team yeah. at the time because it was like an email to email, no answer. But when I started working on Guido's team, there were people that were like jumping around. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you know, you'd be great for blah, blah, mm. blah. And then I, I at the same, at, while I was working on Guido a lot, I emailed Luigi's team at Streeters, I think it was at the time. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they finally hit me back, so I started working with him. And then I emailed Sam's team in, I emailed Sam's agent in London. So I started going to Europe a lot and working with Sam, and that was absolutely life changing and amazing for me. So what was that like? When you say it's life changing. How was that life changing? I mean, besides because I the think, exposure, and I think I'm that. always I've always done hair at a fast pace because I've always like was raised in a like fast atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But I think with that, it's like doing an elaborate style from start to finish with so many different uh, processes that fast. It seemed to be a challenge for everyone, but it it showed me that wow, you were trained very. <laughs> I think that training that I got in Jamaica was almost like runway every day. Like we have to <laughs> be fast. Yeah. Lots of sculptural styles. Yeah. And everything is sculptural and everything is fast and people have to go and you have to like, you know, like have to finish that braid. Like, so come on. <laughs> working in that, it kind of was like, wow, well, I'm glad I had that training. And I, you know, in that way with paste and it was just, it was really great. And then I also learned how to like manage teams. I also learned how to talk to designers, talk to stylists, how to be, it's not only about being a hairstylist, it's about also being a person that people want around, mm. which I kind of like realized that working with Sam, he's so amazing. He's so sweet. No, I've never heard anyone say anything negative about Sam. He's amazing. Um, and I saw that and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. So We've heard that from that. a few different people, mm-hmm. right? I, I can't, why can't I think of who has said that? But it's about like 
the vibe or the personality that Absolutely. you bring on set, not Absolutely. so much. No, not not so much. Of course, but talent as, matters. But yeah, who yeah. wants Plus for eight hours? You don't want yeah. to spend with like. If you're taking a vacation, not a vacation. If you're taking a trip <laughs> with somebody, oh, yeah, you're traveling for a shoot on a beach for five days, and you know we're shooting all day. You don't want an asshole around. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be around an asshole. I mean, I think in the past we've dealt with that because we've had to, but now people are not having that anymore. Now, you said that, um, you know, you, when you got backstage or you got in these, like, you know, shoots, you were, you know, working quickly and, you know, doing all these, like, elaborate setups, and you looked around and you noticed that, like, other people were not able to do this as much. Yes. Is this something that you still feel like? I know when we spoke at Teen Vogue, you told me that, like, there is a real problem in the industry, or maybe maybe in a year and a half mm-hmm. it's changed. I don't know, you tell it, me. No. But <laughs> no. <laughs> like no. people not being people, able to do certain hair yeah, types. Yeah, people not yeah. Be, not being able to do certain hair types, or maybe, you know, it's just I don't know if it's a lack of skill, a lack of well, wanting I think, to learn. I think for like, me, I your... personally took um I took the initiative to mm. I first learn on hair that looks like mine. Mm-hmm. And then I took the initiative to learn all types of textures of hair. So I know your hair, I know your hair, I know your hair. And I think that we have a lot of people in fashion that only know how to do the hair that they have. On their own heads, yeah. And that is a problem because there's so many different type of models and there's so many different type of looks now. And um, I just feel like some people are getting like pushed to the side or not looked after that well because of not taking the initiative to learn all types of hair. So so that's a, I'm sorry. <laughs> you you dead question, out. Go yeah. ahead. So okay. I'm still so, over and, here thinking about Sister Nancy, and, so it's fine. <laughs> so do you, is this? I mean, so okay. So they're they're at a disadvantage because they only know how to do one kind of hair. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, do you feel like you ever get pigeonholed because you are like, oh, well, he's really good at textured hair? I have been, and then I've figured out a clever way, which I'm not going to show it, to get myself out of that because the industry needs to stop. Because somebody's good at something. Oh yeah, you do that, and then yeah, it's like you I see keep that doing that, and then you're like, "This is what I am now." And no, it has to be. It has to be different. So, um, I did. I, I did when I first got on my own. Did did start getting pigeonholed, and then I realized that certain things were, certain options were coming in with the same type of casting and the same type of, and I just was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I know this is about you, but mm-hmm. just about the industry as of a whole. How can we change this? Because I've I've experienced exactly what you guys are talking about. Been on set, you have a model in your hair sauce, and they like don't know what to do. Like a weave needs tightening. I and think they it's don't. I think it's about it I think it I think hair school needs to make sure you know this before you leave and get your license. Yeah, but not only hair school. I think even within the industry, we should have workshops. We should have classes. We should have uh, hairstylists. And makeup artists get together maybe before the season starts, before show season starts, and just have That's a, a really quick idea. little. Here, guys. Here's the basic like tips the way a doctor of, does. Like, with yeah. like, like what I try to do. On... What I try to do on my teams any, is basically talk to people about like how to do certain things. Um, and depending on how much time we have, I like to teach them. If we don't have much time, I just do it myself because I'm really fast with hair. <laughs> so it's like I've noticed that there's a deficiency both in U.S. and Europe with just people being really versed with all different types of hair and it's 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 a bit alarming the models have been over it for years nobody's been talking about it mm-hmm. um i've been on shows as an assistant where i have a line of girls waiting for me and no they won't want anyone else mm. to touch them because they're just tired of getting their hair burnt it, or fucked or yeah. just, <laughs> totally. sorry i'm yeah. like cursing but no, 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 it's literally fine. like the girls would be like you know 
girls are getting uh, taken off of shows because people don't know how to handle it. Not I mean, because they're really? not talented, because yeah. they have the talent and they just don't have the people Absolutely. to do that. Absolutely, that's happened before. I had, I've had, I wasn't the boss in charge, but I've been on a set where they sent the model home, not because she wasn't gorgeous and Mm-mm. brought her game, Mm-mm. but because the hairstylist couldn't do her hair. That yeah. is so, so sad. Depressing. Yeah. That is so sad. But that's at least sad. there's there's been some movement that like the women cast in fashion shows are starting to be more diverse. Yes, yes. And you had noticed, Jess, that you said to me like, it used to be like, okay, here's the look. Like say it's Michael Kors and every girl has like straightened hair with like <laughs> mm-hmm. a beach wave. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But lately we've been seeing a lot of designers, especially the younger ones, are like, oh no, that makeup can all be sort of like a look, but hair... But hair sh- needs to be different yeah, and like individual, which I love... Yeah, and I love have you noticed it. that too? I've noticed it, and I've noticed a lot of cornrows mm-hmm. on this on the runways this season. And on I'm girls guessing, of all races. No, it would. Yeah, because remember that Mark Jacobs yeah, kerfuffle. Yeah, I just said kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but kerfuffle it's kind of like, like it's that was the locks. That was the locks. Yeah, I noticed. I was talking to a, a friend of mine, a stylist friend of mine. Won't mention. <laughs> and they were like, did you see that on all the runways, like, the answer to, like, black hair was cornrows? Oh, like, they, like it wasn't, you <laughs> want that style, like, it'll make it. I was it like, s- this is interesting, you know. Wait, was it- However, I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing, and I think it's amazing. I think. Are you saying, though, what I hear you saying is, like, well, they wanted to tame the texture, and that was the way to do it? No, I think that now it's looked at as a chic way of wearing the hair back. Oh, when years ago like a it sneaky, was not a sneaky, okay. sneaky. Yeah. So now let's, you know, and and like I've, if you need a slick look, and, and some of the shows thing. that I've done, I've done cornrows and stuff like that, and I think it's always looked beautiful. But I realize that now it's becoming the trend for. Is it the new beach wave? It wasn't only black hair. I did see a lot of. I did see a lot of different uh, ethnic models with different ethnicities. Uh, models with different ethnicities with cornrows as well. But not a white girl. Did you see a girl with a? a I did. What designer dared to stick their and neck out and thoughts? do that? Yeah, I would be terrified as a white designer. Really? So if I were a white designer, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying how I feel about it or anything. I'm, I'm not even gonna go there. But if I were a white designer in today's climate, seeing what Marc Jacobs, what yeah. happened with Marc Jacobs, I wouldn't dare <laughs> do that. I wouldn't dare. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I would be too afraid. Yeah. I gotta look and find yeah. out what show this was. If you remember, tell us. Just it like, was. No. But maybe we're at like, <laughs> maybe we're at a moment where like, uh, like how, how do you Bantu feel? Knots? Was it the Bantu knots that Mark Jacobs did? No, no he, he did he the did locks. Did. You remember? Like no, two. and they were like with the yarn in them, and they looked like it was supposed to be like techno raver nineties, yeah. like you know. And then he it didn't even like acknowledge the history of a dread. Like he called it something. Yeah, yeah, it was a mess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I don't know if you. you, you laughing, everyone. For, for the record, he's laughing. <laughs> Do you think it's okay though to like if someone sat a white girl in your seat, in your chair and we're like, give her cornrows? I you wouldn't. I think flinch. it's okay for everyone to wear whatever type of hair they want to wear. Oh, I just think perfect. it's. I think it's important though to. I call it work cited. Like when you used to do a yeah. paper in school. Yeah. Where'd you get this from? Um, I think it's just important to just nod ahead to where you got it from so, or at least acknowledge where you got it from. Not to say you're walking around saying, I got cornrows, everyone, and this is from like West Africa. You know? but, yeah, how does one finish your thought and then I have a question? No, but I mean, like, if you are posting about something, okay. you know, let's say, hey, I love my new cornrows, blah, 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 inspired by blah, blah, blah. 
not boxer braids, they're cornrows. Right. And not Got Derek. Whatever. <laughs> Who's the lady in the 70s? Bo Derek. Yeah. Bo Derek. No. Cornrows. Yeah. Full on. She braids. actually posted something funny like recently, basically <laughs> saying like, I know the history of them. And then she posted like a, a side You guys side. appropriated me yeah. and I didn't want but, to. But she was like, but she's like, I know the beauty yeah. of where these came from. Like she was never saying that she was the originator. Right, right. Yeah. But other people have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wonder like as, you know, when you're doing work backstage and you, you do, you know, a look, when you say work cited, you know, can a stylist, you know, sort of save themselves or just is the responsibility of the stylist today because we're in such an interesting time to say, you know, this is whatever the look is, whatever mm-hmm. it is. My inspiration is here, not just like, oh, like, you know, it's just cool and dreamy and I love mm-hmm. it. Like, to just kind of dig a little deeper and show and educate Absolutely. people since we're in this, like, stupid world of, like, click, click. This is what yeah. I have holding up my phone, folks. For this is, where, this is where audio fails us. But, Absolutely. yeah, I think it's... I think, I think what people's uh, thing was about the, even with cornrows sometimes, is that at one point it was like... Ugh, what is that? And yeah. now it's like, oh, cornrows are so chic, they're so chic. And I think f- those people that got the ill yeah. late, earlier on in life, you yeah. know, it's kind of like a slap in the face. And now cornrows are acceptable. Like, now I'm Kim K's right now. Still you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like when that's, did that, when I did think that? that's also what a lot of the the tension is about as well. So I think I think it'd be really good to just start. Exciting your work where you We're got excited. it from. We're excited. I love that. We're excited. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about um, slabs. Okay. Celebs. Okay. Celebs. One of your biggest clients is Solange, and you guys have this very cool creative partnership. Everything you do with her, I don't know if you guys saw, but her. she's, uh, she, I, I mean, her, her, your yeah. work together is amazing. Yeah. The um, the Times Magazine, New York Times Magazine, mm-hmm. she's on the cover of now, guys. Go check it out. Um, we will, I think we should post it on our Instagram. Is it this week? It's, I thought it was. It's sure. this week. It's, yeah, it's, it's just out gorgeous. To m- Day I mean, like yesterday. she just looks amazing. The hair looks amazing. Her legs Thank look amazing. You. Everything's she's, gorgeous. She's amazing. Um, but tell me a little bit about that partnership. Like, how did you guys come together? And like, do you guys just like send like inspo images together? What, what, her hair always looks so different. I think. Um, it. How did we start? Yeah, like how, how do you know she, her? How do you know? How did you guys become pals? I don't. I didn't. I didn't know her. And then one day I got it. Uh, um, I've always loved her. Since uh, her first, first, first song that she ever wrote or dropped her when I was young. And um, I think she requested me for the Grammys one day. And I was like, <laughs> does she know she, me? Has she been known me? Yeah. And then she, when I met her, she was like, I've been following like what you've been doing. And I was like, ah, okay. Cool. That's so cool. So then um, <laughs> uh, the first time we worked together, I realized that she's very creative and very innovative with her style and everything and she's everything is just it it, it made me wanted to perfect my craft as an artist more because it's kind of like she is her hair her head is everywhere and it's so it's beautiful to watch her process and um she basically tells me what mood she's in and I take that and I feel her out and I give her a couple options and then we go back and forth and then Whatever. What's like a mood word though? Is she like, I'm angry, or is she like, I'm in a okay, 1960s so for, so to give you, mood? So, to give you like a more in depth version, like, you know, for the Met Gala, those were sketches sent back and forth for the past, like, maybe like a week before the Met. And I met, I made that headpiece. It was all braided. Um, it was a braided halo, mm-hmm. basically, with blonde hair, because at the time she had blonde hair. And, um, 
she sent me refs of what she wanted. So then I made a mood board. And then she fell in love with the mood board. And she was like, okay, now let's do this off the mood board, but then take this part from that. And then and so I did another... Col- it's a collaboration. Yeah, so then so I did cool. a sketch. And then it was like she... She's just... By the time I met her, what we had decided, she decided something else. <laughs> and then we just worked like... The, it's, she's just amazing in that way and pushes me as an artist to just want to be better and more creative. And I think sometimes I was a little bit too boxing myself in because I was nervous about like... And she's like, no, let's go for it. Let's do it. So I dream, really appreciate dream working with yeah. so cool. that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, for sure. Oh, okay. Slut time is over. I just looked down at my question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I saw that you had worked on the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sluts are over. Let's I talk am, product. I'm product s- time I'm start. satisfied. I'm yeah. satisfied. I mean, we could talk about Cardi B too, but like, I'm happy with Solange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw you did a show, I'm not sure when it was, that Dyson was a sponsor, uh-huh. and just because it's like in the news right yeah. now, mm-hmm. whether or not. Yeah, yeah, were, I did. Have, have they sent you that air wrap thing yet? No, I'm waiting for it, and they I hope to, they do. Okay, because I wanted to see what you Dyson, thought of it. Dyson, I would love it if you send me an air wrap. I think we can make that happen. <laughs> we do. No, they're already selling it. They just, it was like Somebody, a weird... Yeah, but I think they invited like all hairstylists to come and like try it out I somewhere. only know two hairstylists that <laughs> Why didn't one. you invite Jawara? <laughs> well, I and also, Dyson. I'd be curious, because like, obviously you work with Hot Tools all the time. Yeah. And I wanted to hear what like a professional thought, because I think it's geared more towards uh, the like, everyday a lay woman. user. Because I think you'd be like, why do you need this? Because I have... <laughs> The skill to do this yeah. with their palm. <laughs> I'm just picturing Jamara with the air wrap in Solange. <laughs> What's Solange? Do like, like beach What race. the hell is this? <laughs> oh my god. I was just curious because I wanted to hear what a professional thought. Okay, okay. moving on. <laughs> um, other products. Um, I just talked to someone recently about the prestige hair care mm-hmm. area, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting because they were saying to me, like, it didn't exist 30 years ago. There were salon products and mass products, mm-hmm. but there wasn't like Way, Vernon Francois, Briogeo, mm-hmm. like these, this in-between kind of area of products. So mm-hmm. my question is, A, do we need those products? And B, are they really better than the mask products? I think each product really depends on the person in the hair. And I do think that some of those products saw that there was a dip in the market for certain things that maybe the mask stuff or like the special stuff wasn't still mm-hmm. fitting certain hair types. So, I mean, I think we need them all, not all products, but <laughs> I think we need all different level market products to kind of address the different hair that's out there. There's so many different types of hair out there, you know? So it's, yeah, we need we need them sometimes. <laughs> we need we need them. Do you, and do you think the price is worth it? Because some products lately it depends. have been like, oh my God, that shampoo is like $32? It depends, because I think it depends on what product we're talking about. There's some shampoos Ooh, that are very specific. Yeah. There's some shampoos that are very expensive that I love. Tell us which personally. ones. Yeah. What's in the kit? <sighs> what shampoo? Yeah, what's in your kit? In my kit or my or in what I use on myself. There's Let's two different things. Let's do a kit first and we're going to get to you at the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> first. What's in my kit? Uh, I use everything from Bumble and Bumble to TG to uh, I like this organic John Masters. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Which product? That's the dark um, green stuff, right? Yeah, I like it for really, really tight curly hair. Mm-hmm. Like but wait, like which, a, which, is, wait, which product are we talking about? Like a gel? Or? Oh, oh, like yeah. the conditioners. Oh, conditioners. And the detanglers. What that. shampoos were you talking about? I, like I like the John Master shampoos. Okay. I like uh, Bumble shampoos. I like Orbe shampoos. I like... What's going into like... <gasps> Fido specific. Okay. Shampoos, I like their shampoos. He's naming all expensive stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is like really good. (laughs) But do you feel like, do you feel like what's, um, how does it leave the hair? Why do we need to spend 
like thirty dollars on a shampoo. I don't think you need to spend thirty. I mean, why, why do you like I, these shampoo? I, yeah, why do you like them? I should. I know I'm putting words in your mouth. Well, why I mean, do you those like them? Shamp- well, I get those shampoos. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're getting, beauty editors. We know when you're getting them and when yeah. you're buying them. Yeah, right, right. Um, I think. I think a shampoo line that is good to buy, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm partially biased. Seriously. I like a Veda for curly hair. Okay. Mm. I like that B curly line is actually I a lot of people mention. I like that a Veda for curly wavy hair. I like Wait, here's a question while you think. Uh-huh. What's the most surprising thing in your kit? What would someone be like, this isn't a hairstylist kit? Hot sauce. Why? <laughs> for your food? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> He's got a hot sauce in it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I was like ready for you to be like, texture. All the time when I'm like <laughs> Taking out the kit and you see the hot sauce. What's your brands? Um, what the hot sauce? Tapatio, yeah. Cholula, which no Frank's. Tabasco. Just straight up Tabasco. Because <laughs> I'm a hot sauce. sauce <laughs> yeah, right. I love hot. I love spicy food. I didn't start liking spicy food until two years ago. Okay. So yeah, now like I'm like everything food. is spicy. It'll well, I'm Jamaican, so we naturally mm, have yeah, spicy food. Yeah. But it would, yeah, it would. Yeah. Be odd not. <laughs> Any cheapies that you like? Any like cheap and oh, cheerful finds? I'm the cheapest ever. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> I love, I love a cheap beauty supply. It's like it's a beauty like, supply. Yeah, it's like my go-to. Um, everything I use that uh, <laughs> that dry shampoo. Pst, that one. What's P- it called? P S T. Oh, pst. <laughs> wait. I was, from now on, I'm calling it dry shampoops. Dry, 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 dry. It's such a better name. That's so. I was like, I don't know this. They came Poops. up with like new flavors of yeah. it recently. New flavor. It's a good yeah. One. yeah, it's a, it's a cheapy scent, quickie. Yeah. You know. I, I love when you say flavors because you say it sometimes. <laughs> I don't so eat my products. No, yeah. sometimes no. Sometimes she says flavors. For, but I mean, yeah. I think <laughs> so I mean sweet. scent or fragrance. Yeah. Flavors. One of the one of the one of the that one of the hairsprays that I used to buy that were really cheap was five bucks for, is it the Tresemme? Yeah, mm-hmm. Tresemme. Like, if you want to do a quick updo, oh, yeah, five dollar Tresemme, in. you're all good all night. And that's a lot night. in that camp. Yeah, and they have, like, different levels of, like, strength. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. Um, what about you personally? Not just hair, but, like, if you like product, you like product. So yeah, what beautiful are you skin. Using? Thank What's you. What's on that skin? You think so? Oh, yeah, your I skin thought I, beautiful. I think I need work, but okay. No, no, no. <laughs> You've been in the business yeah. too long. <laughs> Um, what do I use? I use a Vino, positively radiant. <laughs> why is that funny to me? It is. It's funny to all of us. I don't know why. Because who's the face of a Vino? Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, my God. A Vino, positively radiant. For your facial skincare, not even like For body lotion. For my facial lotions. skincare. All right. That's and then. I thought like classic. zipping around with like Sam McKnight, you'd be like, I don't know. I really only use SK2 now. Or like... <laughs> <laughs> the really I have my threw times. me for a loop. I have my times. Um, okay. What else do I use in my face? I use... Uh, or not just face. I just meant other than hair. Yeah, like it could be like body, like candles, your fragrance. Like what's love, keeping I you love, in business I right love, now? Uh, what clears my skin off really good is the really natural, raw African black soap. It's Where like, do you buy that? You can buy that in um, Brooklyn, Queens, everywhere. Like here. All you the can buy it on stores, all the little, little corner shops. stores, mm-hmm. all the little corner stores, all the little holistic places. Okay. Yeah. It's really, really good oh, for there skin. Was one when, I, when I was living in Bedside, there was one on the corner. And oh, the, yes. There's so many oils in there. I was just like, yeah. some of them are scary, though. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's like, it's, it's overwhelming. But if yeah. you see that, sometimes when you see the, like the raw African black soap by itself, it just looks so like weird. And in the bathroom, it lathers like black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, you see like, it looks like dirt running down your drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the skin just just always looks amazing and just like 
looks really good. You, do you do a fragrance? Yes. I do four at one time. Whoa. Yeah. I do this a, is a I fat do a mascara first. Tom Ford Black Orchid. And okay. then I do a squirt of uh, YSL Home. Okay. And then the Prada, I don't know the name of it, but it's a Prada fragrance and it's purple. Okay. And it's in a clear bottle. I love it. And it has like a silver thing on the, the bottle. The Iris one? Is, is, it, is, it in a, is it in like a, a, a rectangular? Yes. Okay, the iris. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Chanel Blue. You're layering Ooh. all these forces. <laughs> and they're like different scents. I'm nuts. And no, and no one, like, what, what, what kind one, of commentary have you If done? I don't wear that together, then I wear a, a, a little Egyptian musk. On my right. <laughs> yeah, from the corner store. <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, what kind of feedback have you gotten for this? Like, You smell this, amazing. Really? All the time. I mean, obviously it must be positive if you're going to do this, but I would never dare take like those four. Those are big fragrances. Yeah, yeah. Those are, those are and whoppers. And they all smell completely different. Black Orchid alone is, is like strong. strong, baby. That is <laughs> strong stuff. Wait, you didn't do it today because you're sick. No, no, no. I, no I, if I did it now, I'd be in here like... Right, and then yeah. you walked in. I definitely didn't... No, get, no. Yeah. Okay, I feel but like... But it just works with my... I, for some reason, it works with, with my chemistry, body chemistry. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is an expensive recipe, but I think it's one we need to replicate. I'm going <laughs> to all for it. Yeah, happens. that's like... They, you might be wearing the world's most expensive <laughs> cologne without it's realizing. It's like $1,000 <laughs> worth of cologne at once. Oh, God. Oh, wow. That's, a, that's a doozy. I feel Whoa. moisturized. Do you feel better? Do you still feel sick? Um, Wasn't this rejuvenating? Yeah. Oh, I feel a little it. better. Oh, I, I feel a bit better. Oh, you feel better. Okay. Yeah, okay. Better. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank, thank you, for you so having much. Me. So many good picks. Yeah. So many good tips. <laughs> thank you guys for Mwah. having me thank so much. It's time to raise a wand. Hi. You're back. I'm back. That was a great interview, by the way. Oh, aren't you like feeling like good and inspired? I want to do something new with my hair. <laughs> I want to like go say, can I meet your aunt? <laughs> I mean, he's so cool. And his, I freaked out a little bit. His voice is so, like, I don't want to say it's, like, buttery, but it's, like... Did it give you ASMR vibes? A li- yes. Really? It, it feels like a feather floating through, like, just, like, like a screen. I just picture a screen and a feather floating. Settle down. <sighs> Let's talk about products. No, I, I, I do feel incredibly, like, um, boring after talking to him. Like, I need to do something, like, wild. With your hair, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not just like in the streets. <laughs> you need like a salon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I we'll know, we'll talk about that okay. later. All right. For so, now, tell me what you're raising a wand to. So everybody is like so, you know, I talk to people about beauty a lot. And they're just like, I don't know, she's coconut oil. Like, you know, it's always like the prettiest girl. It's always like this girl with amazing skin. Yeah, Miranda then, Kerr. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit of coconut. But then when I do use coconut oil, I do like it. Like, I like it on my body, like on my knees and my feet. Like, my little, like, hooves. I have little hooves. Okay? They're yeah. so dry. For that really chafy skin. Chafy, gross. Skin. Like, the elbows, the knees, yeah. and the little hooves. But I don't like a big old tub. It just gets gross. And it gets so hard when it's cold out. Oh, oh my God, Yes. But I found this little little tube called Conscious Coconut, mm-hmm. coconut oil. I like that's not messy because it's in a metal tube. How do they get it to stay creamy to be in a tube? I don't know, but it's working out. You okay. know how those tubs get like rock yeah, hard? Yeah, yeah, And then you like scrape it's your like fingernails. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to scrape yeah. it. I try, I'm like, warm it up in your palm. And no, you have to scrape yes, it off. and you best not drop it on your feet, okay? okay so Conscious so, Coconut. And you can put this in your bag, and I like that. I can put it on my little heels because I'm wearing a lot of mules lately. I don't know if you've noticed. Like mules are sli- hot right now. having a moment. Again. Yeah. So I love this. Okay, here's the here's the best part. Not only does it smell like an almond joy. Okay. Okay, it's just so yummy, especially for someone who can't eat almonds. It works with Feeding America, which is an amazing charity. For every tube sold, a meal is donated to a child. So I love that extra benefit. And Feeding also a great 
it's a great philanthropic charity, organization. Right? And around the holidays, I mean, we should be thinking about this like all year round, but um, I'm always trying to give to like holiday, like the, um, you know, City Harvest, yeah. uh, City Meals on Wheels. Mm-hmm. So my mindset is already locked in. And when I found out about this, you were like, done. Bam, bam, bam. So please, we'll put a, um, a link to this on the blog. Do you know how much it is? Yes, I do. How much is it? It's also pretty reasonable. This is a multitasking product. It's seventeen dollars, and as you know, anyone who's used coconut oil, I mean, you don't, you need like a pea size, so okay, and then go from there. Go from there. Great Start one. small. I don't have a cheap product. I have an expensive product. All right. So for five years, I've been hearing about this damn product, and I was like, nope, nope, nope. It's this fine, fine face oil. They're all the same. The end. Vintner's daughter. Girl, I feel you. I was late on the bandwagon. I'm like, I was late, and then I had, you know me, I'm a contrarian. I'm like, if everybody likes it, I don't want to like it because it's going to suck. <laughs> and then another person said it, another person, and they were all really in the know women that like do their homework on products. And they were like, I tried it for a month, like blah, blah, blah. So I was like, fine, let me give it a try. I really like it. It's amazing, right? Yeah. I've been hesitating on raising a wand to it because it's so expensive. I know. It kills me. But holy And I don't just do like the three drops like you're supposed to. I do like a whole dropper full. Me too. Because it's so, it smells divine. Like rose hip and herbal and whatever. And um, I got a chance to meet the founder. Oh, cool. There might be some news. They only have one product right now, but just stay tuned. They might have another. Um, And she... Just, I really enjoyed the way that she thought about products. I do not think this is going to rival a retinoid, a growth factor at all as far as anti-aging. But it does have antioxidant properties. There are anti-inflammatory properties. There is some wrinkle smoothing. So I've been using it like a regular face oil after my, like, hardcore uh, growth factor mm-hmm. product that I use. And I, I, it gives you a nice glow. Why do you like it? Well, the glow. The glow. The, the glow. And a lot of oils don't, you know, people don't realize this. Not every oil is hydrating. Oils lock in the moisture. They don't necessarily hydrate. This group of oils, I don't know what they are. There's a whole bunch. It feels like it hydrates. It feels like it's hydrating. So when I use this, I wanted to ask you how you use it. Because when I use it, I put it on, like, that's really it. I don't use other products with it. I don't use it with a cream. And I, and I think that's why they're finally, like, thinking about how people use it. Because a lot of people need extra moisture even more than the treatment oil. It's a treatment oil. So it's yeah. like a serum almost, like, but an oil base. And I use it at the end to steal everything in. Yeah. So, it's, um, and it's great this time of year when it's finally getting cold. Oh, thank God. Um, it's so, like, luscious, right? Yeah. I think that part of it's I know the story and I know how expensive so I like it even more. But whatever, it's delightful. So raise it's a so wand. so good. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.